Okay, here we are beginning a new parak. We're starting from the bottom of Dadi Amidbez from the Mishnah, the new parak, parak Hamatsniya. So the Mishnah starts, Hamatsniya Lazera, someone who stored aside even um, a small amount of seeds because he purposely was planting, was planning on planting them. Meaning, even though we learned uh, in the past that usually there's only a bunch of seeds together that people plan on planting. But here in this case, a person specifically stores away a smaller amount because he's planning on planting it. Or maybe he stored away a smaller amount of seeds than usual because he needs to use them as samples. Maybe he's selling seeds. He's not planning on planting. See, he needs a few, just one or two, in order to show people. Or Or in this situation, he's storing away less than normally would be planted together because he needs it for for medicine. In all of these cases, he is storing away a smaller amount than is usually used for a specific reason that he has. And after he stored it away, he specifically designated a few. And then afterwards, he carries out what he had previously stored on Shabbos. He's chayv for any amount, even though it's less than the shurim that we've said in the past. But here he's chayv. And the idea is that once he stores it away, so he has made that item significant. It's significant because of his storage. It's significant because he needs it specifically for it for that purpose. So now, even though it's less than the regular shear, he's still chayv once he has stored it away. But the whole of them, if anyone else would carry it out in chayv al kishir, they would only be chayv if they carry it out in the regular amount that we that we've discussed in the past. Because just because the one person has made it significant, that does not automatically create significance for anybody else. It's only significant for the person who has stored it away. So let's say even the person who originally stored it away in the smaller amount, he brought he brings it back in from the Rosh Hashanah, meaning instead of carrying it out for that purpose that he originally had, he decides he decides actually not to use it for the original purpose. So once he decides not to use it, he brings it back in. So now if subsequently he carries it out again, and now he would only be high of if it's back to the regular, uh, the regular full amount. Okay, so it's only in the situation where he carries it out directly after storing it away for the smaller amount. That's when you're high for carrying it out, even though smaller than share. But once you bring it back in, so it's bottle already. Your original intent of why you wanted it to be smaller is bottle. Then subsequently, you're only high if you carry it out with the fuller, larger shear. So the Gemara starts with a question. Why did the Tana have to say someone who stored away for a small amount? The Mishnah should just say if somebody took out a small amount for the purpose of planting it. Meaning, what's the point of the Din and the Mishnah? The point of the Din and the Mishnah is that even though there are general shiurim that are given for what's considered significant, you know, what's a significant um, uh, number or amount of seeds that people would generally plant. But if somebody has a different intent and they're going to plant with just one or two seeds, so then it's significant for them and therefore they're chayav. So why did the Mishnah have to speak about the scenario where somebody first stored it away in a smaller amount and then subsequently carried it? Why do you have to speak about someone first storing it away with the idea that he's going to carry it out to plant a little bit? Just say someone who carries out a little bit, even though it's less than the normal shear, but here this person is carrying out a little bit to plant. He's high. Uh, so why does it say how much he first stored away? Listen, now, Moti Lazar, someone's carrying it out to plant. We'll dig him the floor or to use as a sample or for the for the floor. High because he's high in a small amount. So we're talking about a case, a person stored it away, meaning he stored it away specifically because he was going to plant, he was planning on planting it. But then he forgets why he stored it. Now he doesn't remember, you know, why did I put that one seed away? He doesn't even remember. Now on Shabbos, when he's carrying it out, he's carrying it out the stomach, meaning he's not thinking specifically, I'm going ahead and planting it. In his mind, he's just thinking, 
that um, in his mind, he's just thinking of nothing. You know, I'm just carrying it out. I had it there. I don't remember why I stored away this small amount of thing. The Mishnah is saying that you're still chai. Now, you might have thought, the original intent that he had is bottle. It's nullified. Even though he originally made a chasha by storing it away for the purpose of planting just one seed, so it was significant. But once he forgot why he does that, and now he's carrying it out stam. So it's it's like anyone carrying out less than a share, which he should be potter. You should only be chai if when you're carrying it out, you're carrying it out with the intent to go ahead and plant it. Kamash Malon, therefore the mission tells us otherwise, Kolo that's Rishonah Hu Aisa. It's very important principle. Whenever somebody does something, it's presumed that he's doing it based upon his original intent. So even though here he doesn't remember why in the world it is that he had stored it in a small amount, but we assume he's carrying it out, but Das, the Das are Rishon that he stored it away, and therefore... And therefore, he is obligated, even though he doesn't remember anymore. And when he's carrying it out now, he's not doing with any specific das to plant. He is still chayav. Continues the Gemara Marv Yudom Rishmul Machayev Harameir Apmotzichita Achas Lizria. This principle, Harameir, that you're chayav if you carry out something less than the shear is chayav even if it's just one tiny kernel of wheat. So it doesn't have to be any any large amount. This new idea that if you have specific das to carry it out, that you're chayav to plant it. Less than this year is true, even if it's a tiny of tiny. So the Gemara says, Pita, that's an obvious point. The Mishnah, which we're assuming is Ramer, right? It says, if your intent was to plant, you're chai even for any amount. So why any amount? Is any amount? Why do you have to specify even one kernel? You would say that maybe it doesn't literally mean any amount. It just means to exclude a larger amount, which most foods usually are a large fig. A dried fig. So to exclude the amount of a dried fig, the Mishnah said, Koshu. But it doesn't literally mean that. But the reality is, you're only going to be high if you carry out something significant, let's say an olive's worth of kernels. And therefore, Shemul tells us that's not the case. And Rameir holds your chayiv even for the tiny of the tiny, just literally one kernel of wheat. Okay, so the bottom line is the concept that we've learned in the Mishnah is that there are general shiurim that are given to people for carrying out. Those are general shiurim. But um, even though there are general general shiurim for what for what the amount is, but if a person specifically is carrying it out with a, with, with intent for something smaller, then they could be for something smaller because they have a reason that they want to use it. Then they could be chayav. So the Gemara asks: So if this is true, that's the case. So let's say somebody intends that they're not going to finish carrying something unless they carry their entire house, meaning they're planning on doing a huge moving today. And they're planning on carrying all their possessions out of the house. Maybe you shouldn't be chayv until you carry out every single thing in one maisa. Meaning the same way we're saying that even though there's a shear, but you could be chayv with less because you're making it significant by planning on planting just one seed. So maybe we should say the inverse. If you're planning on carrying out everything, so if you don't carry out everything, then it's not significant. I'm making a big moving trip today. So if it's a big moving trip today that I'm making, then it's not significant unless I move everything. So why don't we say that the opposite as well? So the Gemara answers, Hassan Butler dies with them. That's just Butler Daito, meaning you may be a strange person who has that das. But that's called baladaito. Most people don't think that way. Most people consider it significant less. So therefore, it's baladaito is baladam, and as you're carrying out something that's, that is your sheer of significance to most people, then you're chayv, even though particularly for your scenario, it's not necessarily significant. However, in the opposite scenario, where you're carrying out less, so usually it's not significant, but as long as as long as you're doing it, you know, to plant, then that's something that's not baladaito, it's not like a crazy thing to think about, and therefore, you would be chayv, even though most people don't do that. Okay, now we learn that even though one person stored it away for, for Zriya to plant, 
and therefore he's chayiv if he carried out a tiny amount. But if anyone else carries it out, they're not chayiv. We'll call them other people. They're only chayiv if they carry out the shear. So the Mars says, Our mission is Tiny says in a bride's of says, Anything that's not usually stored away, or people don't usually store it away in such an amount. But it became one person who he needed it and he stored it away. And then another person carried it away. The second person who carried it is chayiv on Shabbos because of the machshav of the first person. Meaning, Meshem of Lazar holds that once one person made it significant by storing it away, then now the item is chashav, and now anyone is chayiv, whoever carries it out. So according to Reb Shimon ben Lazar, then the Mishnah wouldn't be true. Who even, why is the Mishnah saying that everyone else is here is the regular amount? That shouldn't be true. Once Reuben stores it away in a smaller quantity, then anybody should be chayiv um, because of the machshav of Reuben. So our Mishnah is not like Reb Shimon ben Lazar. Okay, says the Gemara. So again, what's the principle of the Mishnah? That there are basic shiurim, like what's usually, uh, usually foods are, let's say, um, size of a dried fig. But if you specifically plan on doing something important with it that's less than the shear, then you can be chayv even though it's less. So now the Gemara gives a very interesting case. Someone carries out the amount of a dried fig, and when he carries it, he's planning on eating it. Okay, great. And he's got the shear. Before you put it down, remember, an act of hotel is two parts. You take it out of one rishos, you put it down in another rishos. So before you put it down in the other rishos, you change your mind and you decide to plant it. Inami, or the opposite. Lizria, when you originally carried it out, you were planning on planting it. In the middle, you change your mind and you decide that you want to eat it. What's the din? Chayav. You're chayav in both cases for transferring. Says the Gemara Pshita. At the time when he picked it up, he had the right shear. At the time he put it down, he had the right shear. Remember, the shear of the food is, is a fig. He's got a fig size. So either way, whenever he plans on planting it, when then the shear is smaller, it doesn't matter. At either point in the in the act of transfer, he has the shear. So it's an obvious point. Who cares that in the middle he switches what he's planning on using it for? Maybe there's a din that you have to have the same mentality when you're carrying it out and when you're placing it down. Because th- if you think about an act of hotel, it's not like a fluid motion. It's kind of like that you have You've got Akira, then you've got the Hanacha, the, 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 the removal from one Rishos and the putting down of another Rishos. In the middle is the facilitation, you know, but the real, the, the Hotza is all about the Akira and the Hanacha. So maybe the Akira and the Hanacha have to be done with the same Das. Not about Halacha and Hoshir, even if there was enough at the time of the Akira, and there was enough at the time of the Hanacha. But maybe the very fact that he's switching his mind in the middle of the Akira and the Hanacha about what the purpose of what he's doing, maybe that itself is a reason to say that it's not one continuous mindset. He's not chayev. We don't say that. So even if you switch your mind, you switch your dots about what you're planning on using it for, that doesn't matter. Halacha would still be that you're chayev since the time of that kira and the hanacha, there was a shir. Now we're going to get more complicated. Someone who carries out at the time of that kira only half the size of a dried fig, but he's planning on planting it. Right? So therefore, there's enough shear. Because remember, when you carry something out with dasta planted, even less than a fig, you're chayav. However, what happened? Tapcha, in the middle of, of his otzah, it swelled. So how do you have that? Maybe it rained or something and it got bigger. Right. So now the volume is bigger. So now you have the size of a whole fig. And, and once it became the size of a fig, at that point, you change your mind. You decide to eat it instead of planting it. Ma, what's the halacha in that case? And the Gemara elaborates. You would say, in Rav Nachman, in the first case, there, 
where it was the whole size of a dried fig the whole time. So both at the point that like here in the Hanukkah, there was the requisite shear. However, Hanukkah at the time, here in our case, even the inner the at the time when you lifted it out, there wasn't enough, there wasn't a size of a fig at that time. There was half a fig. Just you were carried it out, Aldasta planted, which is your chai of less than a dried fig. But then subsequently it becomes the size of a fig, and now you switch your mind to to, 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 to eat it. So at this time now there is a shear for Achila. But at the time when I did the Akira, had I been thinking what I think now, I wouldn't be chai. So maybe Loma Chai, maybe I should have been Chai. So in other words, this case is different than the case before. In the case before, it was a consistent fig the whole time. So who cares whether you switch your mind in the middle? Okay, you're Chai. But here, at the time when you did the Akira, had you thought to eat, you wouldn't be Chai. You're only Chai because at the time when you did the Akira, you were thinking to plant. And that's not what you're thinking at the end. So maybe here you're positive. Odoma, maybe, no. Let's say, well, why, let's say the person had kept his old das. He would have been silent and kept his old das, which was to... Um, to plant. He slowly could have been chayv on the machshav for, for planting it because who cares that it got bigger? He could still be chayv on his original das. So he happens to be, he switched his mind to plant a nin. That doesn't make a difference. He should still be chayv. It doesn't get worse just because it got bigger and now he's planning on uh, eating it. Why should that be worse? The bottom line is when he carried it out with a chetzi grogris, he was planning on planting it. There was a requisite shear for that. And now that it got bigger, he happens to switch his mind and think, Lachila, what would have been if he wouldn't have switched his mind? He also would have been Chayev. So it can't be worse than if he didn't switch his mind. Therefore, he should be Chayev. However, now let's get really complicated. Vimtim, so lame. If you're going to say here, we're going to take that second possibility. It's in Tiana. He remained silent and not change his mind. He would be Chayev at the original Mashallah. And therefore, he's Chayev now as well. If you take that Zad, now let's make a third question. There was originally the size of a dried fig. And you carried it out and you're planning on eating it. Okay, you have the requisite cheer. It's the size of a fig. But in the middle of the transfer, it got smaller. It shrinks. Once it shrinks, now you switch your mind. You say, I'm going to plant it. So now, at the time of the Hanukkah, you're planning on planting it. Ma, what's the halacha here? In this case, if you were to remain silent, meaning if you would have kept your original plan to eat it, once it got smaller than a grogus, well, then the fig, what would it then be? You'd be potter. So the only reason you might be chayv is because you're switching your mind in the middle. So here, the only reason why you might, I'm sorry, why you might be chayv is because you're switching your mind in the middle. Once it got smaller, oh, now you decide maybe I'll plant this and maybe I'll be chayv. So you can't, can, you can't connect that. If that wasn't your das when you carried it out, then you can't become chayv just because you switched your mind in the middle. Since now in the middle, it gets smaller than the, the requisite chair, it gets smaller than a fig. And when you carried it out, you were planning on eating. You're not going to be chayv just because now you switch your mind and you plan on planting it. Oh, the well, maybe Basar has to you, know, you go after what, what it is right now. Right now, it's less than, a, than, 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 than the fig, but right now you plan on planting it. So you should go after the way it is right now. I'm a chayv, and therefore you're chayv. Meaning you go after each stage at the time of that kira. Fine, you were planning on eating it, and at that time it had the requisite shear for eating. Then it gets smaller, and now I go after the current stage of Hanachah, where I plan on planting it, and it also has the requisite shear. So at each stage, it has the requisite shear. Who cares that they're not necessarily so combinable? Now we get to a fourth question. If you're going to take like the second possibility and say you're Chayah, because at each stage, you have enough. At the time of the Akira, you had enough because it was the size of a fig you planted eating. At the time of the Hanachah, it was, it was less than a fig, but, but there was enough because you planned on planting it. But what would be? Someone carries out the size of the dried fig, planning on eating it. It shrinks. And then it swelled up again. By the time he put it down, it was back to a fig. Now, what's the halacha here? So here he doesn't switch his mind. This is really the fourth question. It's a separate question completely, it seems like. At the time that he took it out, it was the size of a fig. 
At the time he puts it down, it was the size of the pig. At both the time of the Akira and the Anacha, he's thinking about eating. The problem is that in the middle of the transfer, it had shrunk. And at the time it had shrunk, he wouldn't have been chayv if he put it down. But at the end, he is. Because at the end, it, it grew back. So what's the halacha? Yesh dichoy is a Shabbos. Is there a concept of dichoy by Shabbos? Or when dichoy is a Shabbos? There's no concept of dichoy by Shabbos. Now, what does dichoy mean? Dichoy is really a concept from karbonos. If you designate a carbon um, and then something goes wrong and then temporary, the temporary problem, and then the problem gets fixed, but we don't say that you could use it for a carbon because once it's pushed away, it's pushed away. It's like a concept of things that are brought to Hashem. Once they're pushed away, then they're pushed away forever. And the Gemara even talks about by mitzvot, so it might work like that. Also, there's like a scenario with like a lulav and hadassim. The Gemara and Sukkah talks about once something is pushed away, maybe it's pushed away forever, even if the problem gets fixed, but 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 it can't be used for the mitzvah. So the Gemara wants to know what about for an avera on Shabbos? Is there a concept of dichoy? In other words, in this case, you did the akira and it was the size of the fig. Okay, everything's working. You could be chayef. If you would just put it down and it's the size of the fig, you'd be chayef. But then in the middle, it gets less. It shrinks. Since it gets, since it shrinks, so now it's not in the situation that you would be chayef on it anymore. If you put it down now, again, you're still, you no one switched his mind in this case. You're still planning on eating it. So there's not a requisite chair anymore. Just at, at that point, it's pushed away. Then the problem is fixed because then it swells back up again. So do I say now that it becomes back to the size of the fig when you put it down your chayev? Or do I say, no, once it's pushed away, it's pushed away forever. And you can't be chayev in this case for a hotzah on Shabbos. Says the Gemara, teku, we don't resolve. We, just don't, we don't resolve the question. So that was a super complicated four cases in the Gemara. So just to summarize here, uh, there are different... Shi'urim, based upon what the person is doing, planning on doing. If a person is planning on eating food, then the shear is the dried fig. If a person is planning on planting it, then the shear could be anything, right? Because you know, he makes a kasha by, by planning on planting it. So the Gemara was saying that there's di- there were four different questions. The first question was, Stam, that it was the whole shear was possible the whole time, but you had a different mindset when you when you carried it out, when you took when you, when you placed it down. Uh, then the Gemara had a question of, what about that? And, and the, the second situation where it gets bigger in the in the middle, it was half a fig when you carried it out and then it got bigger and then you happen to switch your mind lachila. The third case is the opposite. It was big mm-hmm. and you carried it out and you planned lachila and then it got smaller and you switched your mind lazria. And the fourth question is in both situations, you put in both Akira and the Hanukkah, you plan on on, uh, on plan on eating it, but in the middle, it wasn't the shear of uh, Grogers and then it just, it, it, it shrunk and then it swelled back up again. So those are the, the four questions, tough questions here from the Gemara. Continues the Gemara. By me, a rabbi, mayor of Nachman, Zara, because I is trimmed bias, Tommy, someone throws an olive's amount, a kazayas, which is less than a fig, less than the usual amounts we have in Shabbos. He's throwing it, which is throwing as a form of hotza. He's throwing it, uh, this trimmer, into a house that's Tommy, ma, what's the halacha? Says the Gemara, what do you mean, what's the halacha? Ma, eating in Shabbos, if you want to know if you're high for facilitating a transfer on Shabbos, because Gogur's being on, right? You require the amount of a dried fig, and olives is less, so why would you be high if it doesn't have the right amount? Eating in Tumah, maybe you're asking about the laws of Tumah. So the laws of Tumah is that normally to to, to, to transmit Tumah, Tumah's Ochlin, uh, food is only transfers Tumah if it's the size of a kibetz, if it's the size of an egg. Less than the size of an egg, it doesn't transfer Tumah. So maybe you want to know. If the truma that lands in the house could transmit tumah to other food, it lands in the house that's tummy, so it's becoming tummy. Could it now transmit tumah to other food? But that can't be your question. You need a beta, you need the size of an egg, and I was with less than an egg. So what's Rubba's question? 
says, Amar lo lemon yom Shabbos, Amar gomar Shabbos, Amar diikah pachos from gates to open. We're talking about a case there was already some fruit in the tummy house, but it was less than the size of an egg. The high mashlim was gates, and this now, this little bit that you're throwing more, it's going to connect to the food, and now it, once it connects to the food that's already there, it will total the, the, the total volume will be the size of an egg. So my, what's the halacha? Meet them in starif lemon tumah. Now that the two parts of the food are going to be combining to become significant, then give the requisite shear that it can give trama. So that gives significance to it. So mechayv nami lemon shabbos. So when you throw it, you should be chayv for Shabbos as well, even though normally in the laws of Shabbos, you're only chayv if you transfer the size of a dried fig, because that's all a question of significance. But here, there's a different angle on the significance. It's significant specifically because you created a combination that will now combine for the laws of Tumah. So since you created by throwing this kuzayas, you created a combination with the food that's already there that, that will have the requisite share for Tumah, that gives significance to this thing, even though it's less than a grogas, and you're high for on Shabbos. Oh, Dilma, call in your Shabbos grogas, but you know, no. On Shabbos, you just focus, is there a grogas? If there's not a grogas, you're not high. So who cares that there's a different angle on the significance? Bottom line is, there's not... There, there, there's no fig. If there's no fig, then you're not chayv. So Amalei Tani Tua, we learned in a price. Abashol Omer Shtei Alechem Alechem Upam Shemuvares. We're talking about Shtei Alechem, which is the two loaves of bread eaten in the base of Mikdash on Shavuot and the Alechem Upon Him, the bread eaten in the base of Mikdash every Shabbos. So someone who carries them out and who carries them out into the street from the base of Mikdash into the street, so he does hotzah and then on Shabbos they're chayv if it's a grogas, if it's the size of a fig. Because it's a food. So the shear is a fig. So the Mar says, oh my, why is that the shear? Why can't we say there's a different angle to the, to the significance? Lema, let's say. Mila inyan, yotze, because I, since the halacha of yotze, the halacha is something that's holy, can't leave the base of Mikdash premises. That's what you know, the base of Mikdash. So the, since in the halacha of yotze, even if you carry out just the kezayis, you passel it up. Yotze is nifsa of the kezayis. So since, so since there's a liability in that itself, there's a chashivas in the kezayis for making a possible yotzei, when you're Shabbos on the kezayis, you should be chayiv in the significance for Shabbos as well, because once it, there's a different angle in the significance that you're chayiv for yotzei, so it should make you a problem for Shabbos as well. And we see that that's not true. For Shabbos, we go after the regular shiurim of Shabbos, and we say it's a dried fig. So too here. Someone throwing this kezayis into the house, that's telling me, we're not going to say that since it's significant that it gives the, for the size of tumah, it's going to become significant for the size of Shabbos as well. Says the Gemara, what's your comparison? Awesome. In the case of the of the bread, it becomes possible as soon as it leaves the Azara. But you don't become chayv for Shabbos until it goes away to Rishus Harabim. Meaning, right outside the Azara is not a Rishus Harabim. You still have the whole Temple Mount. So, so until you get in the street, you're not doing it. So they're not coming together. The the point of being possible biyote is not at the same point that it's not at the same point that you're becoming chai for Shabbos. But hacha, in the case of the food that you're throwing in the tummy house, Shabbos of Tumah ka'asan. The the of Shabbos of the transfer of Shabbos is coming the very moment that the Tumah is going. They're going to combine for Tumah. So maybe in, since in that Misa, they're combining. In regard to the laws of Tumah, where it's going to be significant, so it should simultaneously be significant in the laws of Shabbos as well. So therefore, it's incomparable to the case of the Shalachim and Rabbah's question goes unresolved. Fine. Then the Mishnah said, But if a person originally stored it to plant something even less, and then they and then they carried it out, so, let, so they're high. But if they bring it back in, then they're like a vatal. They nullify that they're going to plant it. So then if they subsequently carry it out, they're potter. So the Mishnah says, Peace, that's obvious. Once you decide not to plant it, so then you go back to a regular size. The regular size is uh, is much more. So the Gemara says, What's the case in the Mishnah? You didn't actually, you know, change your mind explicitly. What happened was you threw the seed back into the storehouse where it was. Not only is it thrown, you, you can tell where it is. It's in a distinct place. 
you might say, keeping the common nicker, since the place is distinct, it's not like, you know, the seed is lost and with all the rest of them. Nothing is nullified its status. The seed is still its original status. You didn't explicitly say, I'm not going to do it anymore. Once you threw it back into the Torah, we do assume that you were Mavato, your original plan. And if we assume that you were Mavato, your original plan, then it's no longer significant at this point. Even though you didn't explicitly say, I'm not planning on planting this anymore, by virtue of the fact that you threw it back into the storehouse, even though it's in a distinct place, we assume it's an nullification of your plans, and therefore the shear would no longer be this one seed. Okay. Now we learn more laws of Hotsa. So remember, Hotsa is that you, you carry between Rosh Hashanah and Rosh Hashanah. Now there are things called the Carmelists between Rosh Hashanah and Rosh Hashanah where it's not really a, a place in the street where it's not made for the people to really like access and use so well, um, that would be like a caramelist, like a, an interesting like a, example that comes up with a caramelist might be like an electric box in the street. So it's not really a place that people use. So something like that is called a caramelist. And we learn about this now. Someone's carrying out food from a house. And instead of putting, carrying it out into the street, he puts it down on some sort of threshold between his house and the street. Whether he himself then goes and carries it out afterwards from the from the um, from the threshold into the street, or someone else did, they're potter. And they some of the It wasn't done at one time. Meaning, there's two separate actions here. One action was to take it out of the street and put it onto the threshold. You're not high there because you put it in the car, so you didn't put it into the street. And then a second action is done is that somebody carries it from the threshold to the street, even if that's you yourself. But it's two it's two independent actions, so they don't combine. You didn't carry it in one shot. In order to be high, you have to do one action of. And then the next time it goes down, it's Hanukkah in Rosh Hashanah. So, so here that wasn't done. It was put in the spuka in the middle, and therefore you'd be positive. Another halacha, Let's say you carry out a basket that's full of fruit. In this case, you're putting it on the outer threshold, meaning it's right next to the street. In this case, it's my mom's like the last step that goes into the street. It's right there, and it's considered like a, a totally bottle to the Rosh Hashanah. It's less than three tzvachim high. It's bottle to the Rosh Hashanah. So it's like you're putting it in the street. Even though most of the produce in the basket is in the street, potter, you're still potter. Why? Until you carry out the whole basket. So we have to see in the Gemara what the reason is. Okay, this is not such a simple thing. And in the, because in this case, you really is like you carried it out into the Rishas Rabbim. But you're not Chayev until you carry out all the, all, all the whole basket. Why not? Let's say there are some stuff that, that, that was already transferred. Why do I need the whole basket to be moved into the street here? At least partially it is. So we have to wait and see from the Gemara exactly two different ways how to understand the law of our Mishnah. Okay, says the Gemara. Um, but you know what? Even before we get to the Gemara, just to give like one basic point. The basic point is that you're not high for transferring part of something. You're only high if you, can, if you transfer an entire thing. So if let's say you had a long stick and you put part of it down in the street, and you carry it out of your house, you put part of it down on the street, you're not going to be high. You have to transfer the whole item. And that's going to be over here. We're going to see that if you didn't transfer the whole box, it's not viewed that you transferred the whole item. And we'll analyze that more in the Gemara. So first, the Gemara talks about the status of this threshold. High is spoke high. This threshold, we're talking about what's going on. Elim is which is wrong. If it has the dimensions to be in or over Shusarabim. So let's say, meaning it's right by the street and it's nine Tfachim high. If it's nine Tfachim high, then it actually has the status of Shusarabim because people, as they're walking, will, will be a very convenient place that they'll adjust their loads. I mean, it's not like so low down like an electric box. It's like a little higher up, and if you're, like, you're walking with something on your back, you might place it down in the street to adjust it. So then it actually has the status of a Rosh Hashanah itself. So Potter, your Potter, if you put it down, you, by putting it down from the house, you put it down onto the threshold, that's a Doraiso. Maybe you're going to say it's a Rosh Hashanah. How could it be a Rosh Hashanah? It could be 10 Tzvachim high and 4 Tzvachim wide. And ten twelve line, four twelve wide, even if it's in the street, it's considered Rishayach. So so if that that also can't be the case. 
because it says then it says but if you someone else took it out from there and put it in the street or you took it out from there and put it on the street you're potter why if the threshold is so you're carrying out from and putting in rishas it must be that the threshold we're talking about is a caramelist, meaning it's like an electric box, that it's it's between three and nine tvachim, and uh, therefore it's a it's a it's 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 a caramelist. So now we understand. So so it's in other words, the first transfer is which is the caramelist, you're not high for that. The second transfer is a caramelist, which is around, you're not high for that, therefore you're potter. The novelty of the mission is coming to teach is time of the nachba caramelist. The reason you're potter is because you put it down, it stopped in the caramelist. Hello, nachba caramelist, you didn't actually put it down. Let's say you would just walk through a caramelist, you would be high. Let's say somebody goes from and walks through a caramelist, then goes into a rabbin and he stops. Is he chai or is he potter? He walked through a caramelist, but he didn't stop in the caramelist. So the mission is trying to tell you you'd be chai. In our case, where you put it down in the caramelist, that's why you're potter. But if you would just walk through a caramelist, you'd be chai. And I see the and the mission wants to tell you that we don't hold like Benazai. Titania Benazai holds. Let's say somebody goes from a store, stores of Shazayachid, and then he carries it into a public rishos, and he goes through the bench area. The bench area is a caramelist. Chayv, you're chayv. That's the ton of karmel. As long as you don't stop in the bench area, as long as you don't stop in the caramelist, you're chayv, because ultimately you did that here in the Shazayachid, the Hanach and Rishos Rabbah, who cares that you walk through a caramelist? Ben Azai Potter. Ben Azai says you're potter. We learned on Dafe. Anyone who still remembers Dafe, Ben Azai says that the reason is because Mahalika Omedami, that every step you take when you put down your step, it's like you're doing a Hanacha. So therefore, since you walk through the Carmelist, it's as if you stopped in the Carmelist and you're potter. We don't subscribe to Mahalika Omedami. We don't hold it. We don't hold to that necessarily. So therefore, we hold that if you would walk through the Carmelist, you would be Chayav. However, in our mission, the mission is not a different case. Our case in the mission is you put it down. On this book, which is a caramelist, and therefore it will break up the two actions. And the first action is not chayv, and the second action of taking it off the threshold and putting it in the street would also not be chayv. Now we're going to analyze this last case in the Mishnah. The last case in the Mishnah was you had a basket that's filled with produce. You're putting it down by, 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 by an area that has a din of the street. The, the outer threshold is right there within three talking which has a din of the street. But your part of the Mishnah says, unless you carry out the entire the entire basket. So Amr Chizkiah, Lo Shon, Shun, and our Mishnah is only talking about that the basket has a cucumber or a gourd. So the produce itself is very long. So the point is, is that you didn't transfer the whole item. And you have a cucumber in. So when you put it down until the whole basket is in the street, then part of the cucumber will still be in, will still be inside. So since I didn't transfer the whole cucumber, that's why I'm part of Malaya. Let's say the basket's full of mustard seeds, if you're going to be chayav, because what's going to happen is the basket may be partially in Rishos and partially in Rishos but some of the seeds, well, some of the seeds are completely transferred. You have a basket; it's got a, uh, it's got it's got bunches of seeds. So some of the seeds will be will be completely in the street. So you'll be chayav for transferring those seeds, even though some of the seeds didn't go. But since some of the seeds did go, you're chayav. So the Mishnah can only be referring to according to Chizkia that we're talking about items that are long. So therefore, no item was completely transferred. Since no item was completely transferred, since no item was completely transferred, you'll be potter. Alma, what do we see from Chizkiah? He doesn't hold that the egget being bound because you're in one kli makes you considered bound. What's this concept of egget kli? Someone could have said that even if it's full of mustard seeds, then we view like the items themselves haven't been fully transferred. Even the seeds that are outside, we still view them as being tied as being associated with being inside. Why? Because they're in a basket that hasn't fully been transferred. All the seeds are in a basket that hasn't fully been moved out. So therefore, since the basket isn't considered fully out and the seeds are in a basket, so we don't consider even the seeds that are outside to be fully outside. They're still somewhat tied to the inside. And you could have said that the mission would pass through even in that case. Chizkiya holds not that way. Chizkiya holds kli It's not considered bound. So the mustard seeds which are outside would be chayev even though they're in a basket which is not fully 
outside. Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan says, no, he disagrees. Even if it's full of mustard seeds, Potter, the person's potter, and Rabbi Yochanan explains, Alma, we see Rabbi Yochanan, something bound by virtue of the Kli is considered to be bound, so the mustard seeds as well, even though these seeds are outside, but you will be potter because the basket that's holding the seeds is not fully taken out. Now, it says the Gemara, our Mishnah really doesn't sound like either of them. doesn't sound like either of them. Why? It doesn't sound like it says you're not going to be You're not going until you take out the whole basket. Time of the kola kupa. It sounds like you have to take out the whole basket or kola peros. But if somebody would take out all the fruits without taking out the whole basket, meaning you took out almost the whole basket, so whatever produce is in the basket is outside, but not the edge of the whole basket, it sounds like you'd be chayev. So what do we see? So it sounds like... Um, it sounds like we, we don't hold like the Chizkiah. We, it sounds like we, that we, since the mission is specifying you have to carry out the whole basket, that we don't care if the, all the produce is outside as long as the basket is not fully transferred to your potter. But the end of the mission is also not like that. Because Rabbi Yochanan lo daika, the mission also doesn't sound like Rabbi Yochanan lo. Diktani, it says in the mission when you put the basket down, even though most of the fruit is outside, it's still your potter. Even though, what did the mission say? Even though most of the fruit is outside, you're still potter. So we can make an idea of time of the repairs. It sounds like it's only because most of the fruit has been taken out. None of the fruit was completely taken out. Therefore, you're potter. Hakola pears. So let's say all the fruit was taken. There was some produce where all the produce was taken out. Even if the kli is still somewhat inside, you would be chayv. It must be that since all the produce is outside, even though it's in a basket and the edge of the basket is still inside, you would be chayv. So we see the exact opposite. We see So the Mishnah actually doesn't sound like either one. So the one says, Elakash, we have a difficulty. Meaning we have a machlokas on our hands. Chizkiah and Rabbi Yochanan. Chizkiah holds us all about the transfer of the produce. We don't care about the status of the basket. And uh, Rabbi Yochanan holds no. The whole, since it's in a basket, the whole basket has to be transferred as well. We have a stira in the implication of the Mishnah, which one is right? So the Gemara says each one will explain according to their own reason. Rabbi will both explain according to their own reasoning. He learns like this: You're not your potter unless you take out the whole basket. And he like we add into the Mishnah as if this is what the Mishnah is saying. When is that true? In that case, it's basically impossible to take out all the produce without taking out the basket anyway. So therefore, the mission just says, until you take out the whole basket, where it's mustard seeds, not, as, soon as, as soon as you take out some of the basket, we consider it as if you took out the whole basket already. the So that's the Chizkiah explaining, according to his understanding, that um, all we care about is the produce, not the basket. That's Chizkiah's understanding of the understands According to his understanding, even though most of the fruit is outside, you're still potter. And then we, the way to understand the mission is not only you potter if most of the fruit is outside, but even if all the fruit is outside, I feel cold pairs, even if all the fruit is outside, you're still going to be potter. Ajiosa is called kupa until you take out the edge of the basket as well. So each one of them defend themselves from the Mishnah. Again, Chizkiah holds it's all about taking out the whole produce. And according to Chizkiah, since the produce is in a, 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 a clean, you have to take out the entire clean. Says the Gemara. Basically, we have a kasha from Chizkiah in the Bryce. Motzi kupas broken. Someone's carrying out here. We have a basket that uh, the spice platter that we carry out into the street. And also, he puts it on the outer threshold, which is considered part of the Rishus Aram. So, part of the basket is still in Rishus Ayach, parts of Rishus Aram. Even though most of the types of the spices are already outside, potter or potter, 
until you carry out the whole basket. So we're talking about little bundles, the little tiny spices. So that means this should be like the analogy to the mustard seeds, where some of the produce is outside and still your potter because the whole basket isn't outside. So as long as the whole produce is outside, we don't care about the fact that the basket is somewhere inside. So here, if I have one small little bundle of spices that are outside, even if there are other bundles in the basket which are inside, you should still be chayav. What do we mean when we say spices? Boris, when you were talking about these bundles, they have very, very long stems, and therefore the whole produce hasn't been transferred. That's what we're talking about. So no unit was completely taken into the street. But in economy, if there was a whole, if there was a whole produce that was taken into the street, you would be chayav, even though, even though the edge of the basket is still inside. Says the Gemara, and just one important introduction to this last point of the Gemara, there's a principle called Kim Le If a person does one action, which um, brings them two liabilities, then you only get punished with the more severe one. That's the concept of Kim Le So we're looking at such a case. Someone who's stealing a purse on Shabbos. What does that mean? You're going to someone's private property and taking out his purse and carrying it into the street. So Chayv, he's Chayv to pay, meaning he's a Gaza and he has to pay, even though... Even though you should say Kim Le right? He's carrying on Shabbos, so he's doing an act of Hotsaw. So the act of theft is also act of Hotsaw. So why don't you say Kim Le Says the bride. So the reason is, He already came liable for doing the Geneva before Shabbos, before he became Chai for Shabbos. Meaning the Geneva doesn't happen when he takes it out of the Rishos. As soon as you pick up the purse, you're doing a Maisek Zela. The Hagubah, even in his backyard, as soon as you pick up the purse, you're already stealing. So that was one Maisa. So you're chayev for that before you carried it out and you were chayev for Shabbos. So you only you apply Kim Levi Rabbi Minei, where one action has two liabilities. But here's two separate actions. The picking up is what makes you a ganav, and the carrying out makes you a Shabbos. So therefore, there's no Kim Levi Rabbi Minei. But I mean, let's say you're dragging it out, meaning you didn't pick up the purse and carry it out, but you just gra- drag it out, potter. In this case, you're potter. Sure, yes, you're Shabbos on Kachat. Here, it's simultaneous. The same Misa that's making you chayev for theft, when you drag it out, you're doing a Meshicha, dragging it out of a shows, pulling it into. The Gemara in Suba says you're pulling it into the sides of the street. Sides of the street is a place where we hold you could do a Mashiach. So you're doing an act of theft by dragging it into that place. And that's also an act of Hotzah by dragging it into the street. So it's Kim Leib and Rabbi So it says Rabbi fine. That's the end of the bride. If it's true that in the laws of Shabbos, there's a new law that you're not chayav for Hotzah until you transfer the entire... The entire kli, not only the contents, but the entire kli. So imagine you have a purse. A purse has coins. So you're going to be a godzlan. You're going to be doing the gneva as soon as some of the coins, as soon as the, a, a portion of the purse is it crosses the border. So a portion of the purse is now transferred. So some of the some of the coins are now there's mishichas so here gana, but you're not going to be chayav for shabbos until the entire purse is dragged out. So it's not going to be at the same time. You don't have a kibbutz. You shouldn't have a kibbutz dramani because the theft should be before the shabbos because as soon as part of the purse is dragged out. You did a Mashiach on those coins, so you should be Chayav as a Goslin. And the Chi of Shabbos, if you will, Egeg Kli, if you will, Egeg Kli, Shmei Eged, you should only be Chayav and you transfer out the whole purse. So the Gemara answer is easy. If you took out the purse by the mouth of the purse, you'd be right that then you did a Mashiach on the coins first. What are we doing with Abigail Shalev? You did it from the backside. So you're not, you can't get the coins out that way. The only way to get the coins out is from the top. So, so therefore, you didn't do an act of Mashiach yet until you're going to take out the whole purse. If you take it out the right way, then in a Hanami, then, then, then as soon as you, right, you have access from the top. So as soon as you take out from the, the top part, the, the part, the por, or just a portion of the purse, you, are, you will already have done an act of theft. But since you took it from the backside, so we don't view that there's an act of theft until you take out the entire purse.
So the Gemara says, why? What about the stitching? Even if you take it from the bottom, there's it, it, it's got to be a place where on the bottom where it's stitched together. You buy a shuckle, you could just rip out the seam and take the coins. So therefore, the coins are accessible from the bottom as well. The Gemara is not buying it. What does that mean? I'm not doing a mashikha on the coins that are outside because it's from the bottom. I'll rip it out. So therefore, it is a mashikha on the coins, even though it's from the bottom. So our question comes back. If you hold egg klishme again, then there's not simultaneously Shabbos and theft. So the Gemara says, Benazka, we're not talking about coins. We're talking about a long bar. So since we're talking about a long bar, so no individual bar is going to leave the old Rishos before the whole purse. So therefore, there's no theft on a part of the bar. Again, to do a mashicha, you definitely have to do a mashicha on the whole item, the Gemara seems to be assuming. So therefore, if it was a coin, like the Gemara's Havimina, we thought we had a kasha. Some of the coins were outside before the whole purse moved. But now that we're saying we have long bars, so no long, no entire bar was outside before the whole purse. So therefore, there will be Kim Lebed Ramine. Says the Gemara, nonetheless, keeping the Kashans, and there's probably like a drawstring that's connected to the purse. Usually, they have like a drawstring next to the purse. So, 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 so what should happen? This thief, he could take out the purse until the mouth, and now he could loosen the drawstring and take out the bars. The drawstrings are still bound to the inside. So meaning the point that Kumar is saying is that you should still not have a Kim Lebedramine. The theft should be as long as the whole purse is there, you can rip out the bars. But as long as the drawstring is still inside, so it's still somewhat egg cliche, I guess, so there's no Kim Lebedramine. We're not talking about a situation where there's a drawstring with the purse. You could be talking about a purse that has a drawstring, but it's wrapped right tightly against the purse. So there's no egget. None of it's going behind the purse. So, so therefore, it will be exactly simultaneous that as the whole, the whole purse with the bars goes across the border, that will be the same exact moment that you will have, um, that you will have Kim Lebedurabimei.